Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. Nine mayoral candidates are fighting to be the last one standing, and they'll be tasked with ensuring the future of the Chicago public schools is bright. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. CPS has its share of challenges, shrinking enrollment, budgetary issues, a fractured relationship with the teachers union, an upcoming transition to a partially elected school board. Whoever's running City Hall will have their hands full. Sarah Karp is a reporter for WBEZ and is going to tell us more about what the winning candidate will face. Sarah, before we hear about some of the candidates' plans, what are the biggest challenges Chicago's next mayor will face when it comes to education and the school system? So they, there's a lot of challenges um, coming up. One of the big things that they're going to have to look at is the school system has lost a lot of kids, about 100,000 over the last two decades. And that has led to a lot of schools that are very small. And they have to figure out how they're going to address that. Because one thing about having really small schools is that the way that they're run right now is sort of inefficient. Because, you know, if you have a school of only like 80, 90, 100 kids, and you're still providing a principal and an assistant principal and a counselor and all the different things, you know, for that that school. And then you have another school of like 600 kids and you're providing the same, you know, like sort of administrative staff. It becomes very expensive to have that, that small school. That small school becomes very expensive. And Chicago Public Schools has a very limited budget and is expected to face a deficit um, upwards of $600 um, million. Yeah. So. And we'll dig into some more of those. But but you've talked about that first issue that the mayor will need to tackle, which is the enrollment issues. Remind us why CPS was losing so many students. I mean, there, there's there's a, a host of reasons. Um, you know, one big thing is that black families have left Chicago in mass over the last two decades. Um, a lot of neighborhoods are way less populated. And, you know, obviously those are families that that are are leaving and they're taking their kids with them, which are the students. Right. Um, and, you know, p- why people are leaving, you know, varies, but a lot of it has to do with crime. You know, some some in some neighborhoods, the issue is is gentrification and the fact that it, that um, the housing is less dense. So it's it's not, you know, as many we're not building as many three flats. We're building more single family homes. And so if you have a single family home, you're having one family instead of three. So, you know, there's a there's a very a variety of reasons depending on the neighborhood. Um, you know, even the fact that that immigration laws, you know, especially, you know, under under um, former President Trump were were very, very restrictive. And so less people came to Chicago and and a lot of our student population um, is immigrants. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you you touched on something a moment ago, which was the budget. So let's go back there. CPS is facing a funding deficit in 2026, something to the tune of $600 million. Put that into perspective for us, Sarah. Like, how big of an issue is that? Well, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting thing because I, I've always said that um, back under, you know, under like the late Mayor Daley or even, you know, the early 2000s, 
there'd always be a talk of like, oh, we got a billion dollar deficit or, you know, six, seven hundred million dollar deficit. And they'd say, well, we're just going to, you know, cancel all magazine subscriptions and suddenly it'd be solved. And you're just like, what happened here? Um, (laughs) You know, there's that many magazine subscriptions. But um, but it is significant because when you start talking about budget deficits, what you start talking about is the main thing that you can cut is staff because, you know, that's the big bulk of what the budget is made up of is salaries. And so, you know, when you think about how many people, how many salaries $600 million pays for, um, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why it sort of feeds into the enrollment issue. And, you know, if you have schools that are very small and you need to look for efficiencies, then, you know, where are you going to look? And one of the things that people might look at is how do you make it so that the staff is not um, spread out among so many places. Yeah. Can this be solved in a single mayoral term? Um, well, I, I think the long-term solution has to do with um, some structural problems that the school district has, um, including the fact that, that, you know, for a long time, the school district has been um, inadequately funded by the state. Um, you know, if the state came through and funded the school district adequately, then, then yeah, it could be solved pretty quickly. Yeah. But, you know, they, the state has limited money also. There's also issues like um, Chicago Public Schools and actually through a tax levy now, um, our pension costs, we, we sort of we pay our whole pension costs, whereas um, other places in the state do not. And so if that if that was changed in some way, then that would help solve our pro- you know, some of our problems. And our other problem is that we have a lot of debt. And, and, and part of the debt is because we have been so inadequately funded. The school district has been so inadequately funded for so long. You know, a lot of what we what what the school district will do is take out bonds in mm-hmm. order to float some costs. And, um, you know, th- that's something that, that we still are going to have to deal with. Lightfoot shifted some education costs back to CPS. Um, this is in, anticip- in anticipation of that financially independent elected school board. How is that going so far? Well, no one's happy about that at, at, at Chicago Public Schools when when the last budget was passed, the school board members, you know, really railed against it. And they they noted that one of the issues is that the the school board in Chicago, unlike other school boards, does not have the power to rate to levy property taxes beyond the cost of living, which is, you know, so they can't say, OK, we want to go more than this. And then, you know, in other school districts, they'd have to ask voters to approve a referendum to increase. The, but the, our school school board doesn't have that power. And so without the power to really get the revenue that you need by yourself, then you have the, the city upping your costs. It, it sort of makes makes it, you know, dig a deeper hole than, than you would have had before. Yeah. And so I think that that's the issue, you know, whether these costs should be bore by Chicago public schools or not. I think that's another question. But the, the problem that Chicago Public Schools has is they do not have as much power over what revenue they bring in. And yet they get these, you know, this year it was like a hundred million dollar pension costs for like for Chicago Public School employees that are part of the municipal fund that the city used to pick up. And now Chicago Public Schools has to pick it up. And there's not you know any way to just go and raise that money to cover that yeah. cost. Well, let's get into some of the solutions that the mayoral candidates have proposed, Sarah. We'll start with Paul Vallis. He's run a number of different school districts around the country, we know, including CPS. So what do we know about his top priorities for the district? So he 
he's very interesting because you know he he really 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 has promoted the idea of charter schools and other places he he worked if if people remember after Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans he instituted um an entire choice district so basically like you know nobody really had a neighborhood school you would go to whatever um you know you could choose where you would go yeah. what privately run publicly funded charter school you go to he does not say that he's going to do that in Chicago but he is very very insistent that families should have the choice that if they do not think that their neighborhood school is you know good for their child they should be able to go somewhere else and he is open to opening more charter schools and in in Chicago over the last number of years they have not there's been very few open if like one or two right when um Lightfoot came like sort of legacy charter schools like right when when Lightfoot first came in but mm-hmm. part of the reason is we have fewer students so it doesn't really make sense to open up more new schools mm-hmm. i mean it's part of our problem is that we have like so many schools including you know charter schools and we don't have students i mean even charter schools are really suffering i mean some charter schools cuz they're not attracting the number of students that they need in order to support their budget. I mean, under Vallis's policy, and this is how charter schools work, is that the money follows the student. And so if you don't get the students, you don't have the budget, it's hard to provide a great education. Yeah. Well, Vallis isn't the only candidate with experience in education. Who else has some credentials to lean on in this area? Well, they all tout various um, education um you know, knowledge. Um, Brandon Johnson was a longtime right. um, organizer with the Chicago Teachers Union. He was a he was a teacher, you know, f- early in his career. So definitely he has that experience. Of course, yeah. Um, Sophia Keaton taught for a private, she was a teacher in a private school. Um, R- Sawyer was, uh, Roderick Sawyer was on a local school council. Okay. Um, and Chewy uh, Garcia, he started out as, um, you know, an organizer, and he led this organization called Enlace. And back in the day, Enlace led this huge um, hunger strike, actually when Vallis was CEO of Chicago Public Schools, to get a new high school built in Little Village. Interesting. So five candidates have actually made their education plans public, right? So Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson, uh, Sophia King, uh, Roderick Sawyer, State Representative Cam Buckner and Mayor Lightfoot. So where do you see the greatest differences between their plans? Like what's standing out to you? Well, you know, a lot of people say sort of a lot of the same things, actually. I mean, one big difference, and this is kind of a technical thing, is that a number of the candidates, including Buckner and Johnson and Green, um, talk about this switch from... um, the way that money is doled out to schools. So right now we have, you know, as I talked about with Vallis, like this idea of money following the students. Yeah. So enrollment becomes the big factor. And the way that um, they envision changing that that scenario is that it would be based on what the school needs to provide a, an adequate education. And the adequate education would be determined by Evidence. This is the way the state, the new funding formula in the state kind of works. It's mm. evidence-based um, and need-based as opposed to enrollment-based. So that's that's a big change. Yeah. So talk about that moratorium on, on closing CPS schools. That goes through 2025? That's right. That's right. It's when... It's when the elected, so in 2025 is the first year that um, half the, the, well, about half, 10 of 21 members of the elected school board 
um, of the school board will be elected. So and once that happens, then um, then the moratorium is lifted. And the whole idea, which was actually pushed by Buckner in the state legislature, was that, you know, let's wait to close any more schools until we have, um, you know, an elected some elected school board members Mm -hmm. in place. Um, The idea being that those are people who are very um, responsive to the public. And so those are the ones that should make that decision. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be lifted. And, you know, in the past, a lot of the um, teachers union contracts have actually asked for and called for and included a moratorium on school closings. And the next teachers contract is up um, next year. So I don't know if the CTU will be continuing to to push for that, but yeah. it won't be in state law past 2025. Which of these mayoral candidates is, is for closing schools and, and who is against it? So the people who are against it are Green, Buckner, and Johnson. Okay. okay they, um, for example, uh, Johnson says that closing schools doesn't save that much money. And actually, he's right. There's a lot of studies that show that it doesn't, it doesn't have as much um, cost savings as one would think. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, um, Sawyer... Wilson and King say that that they are that they will close under enrolled severely under enrolled schools. Sawyer is the most emphatic about it. He he basically says it's unfair to keep kids in schools that don't have enough students to support a robust um, curriculum, um, after school educate um, programs and things like that. Um, Lightfoot and Garcia say they are open to closing schools, but only you know, at, at the last resort. So basically, like, everything else has been tried. Mm-hmm. Well, you touched on the CTU earlier. Uh, I got to go there because um, they have struggled to maintain a positive relationship with the mayor's office under Lori Lightfoot. Which of the current candidates has fallen in favor with that group? And who doesn't have their support? I mean, for one, we know Brandon Johnson. That's their guy. Yeah, that's their guy. And so, I mean, I guess you could say, in a way, everybody else is not their guy. <laughs> so <laughs> That's it. Um, you that's know, it. but um, one thing that you have to keep in mind is that um, back in 2019, they were supportive of Chewy Garcia when he was running against Lightfoot. So, um, you know, I, I do think there's there's shades. And would they be as opposed to Chewy Garcia than, you know— if if he was the one that that was made like the runoff, mm-hmm. I think the per, the person that they would have the biggest problem with, um, besides Lightfoot, who they are not too happy with, is um Vallis. Because if you think about it, the CTU is like very very opposed to any type of privatization in Chicago public schools. Yeah, and he is not. <laughs> so um. And, and, you know, there's just a lot of reasons why if if he were to be elected, I think that it would just be a lightning rod for yeah. the, the CTU. Before I let you go, Sarah, we know candidates are going to talk through their stands on education and all the things during our mayoral forum that's happening this week. What do you want to hear from them that they perhaps haven't addressed already? Well, you know, I feel like outside of Vallis, who has painted like an actual thing that he's going to pursue as mayor. We don't really know much about like what their education initiatives will be. Like how do they want to change, improve the school system? You know, what do they see about how to make and keep Chicago public schools a world-class school system? And I think that that that, that vision is 
you know, that they've said little things, but not like overall, like, okay, how are we going to get there? How are we going to get there? You know, oh, this is what I think needs to be done to make to make this a a really world class school system. Well, I can't wait to hear what they have to say on Wednesday and Thursday. Sarah Karp is a WBEZ reporter. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz. Get all the information you need to make your vote this February by subscribing to our podcast. We'll be talking to all nine candidates and hearing about their vision for Chicago. So hit that subscribe button and leave a rating when you do. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you this afternoon. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.